Okay, this will be my last episode for the foreseeable future. My daughter Doris had convinced me to start the podcast. I began to do them in German first and then started another set in English. Some of you have read them in both languages. After a very short period of time, there is one person in the USA and another in Belgium who have listened to all the episodes. One person, one person multiple times. This is a good idea because they are cognitively loaded. I do not like to use many words. It happened to me repeatedly that people walked out holding their heads and said, my poor head. It is like uh, the effect of my cheese spätzle, dough only with eggs, tons of cheese, chives on top. The meal is juicy and just slides down your throat. After a while you say, man, am I stuffed. I am stuffed with these podcasts too. I do not like to talk about myself. However, I think they offer something new. Now let me give you my experiences with The Guardian. I think I have found my name for the human CPU, Guardian. Guardian Angel is too schmaltzy. Some people here in the South talk about angels all the time with an expression on their face as if just eating a, their favorite Christmas cookie. There will be three stories related to the Guardian. The first two were experienced by myself. The third is about a client with whom something very unusual happened. But I got to know that from her medical doctor only. It is possible that the guy hallucinated. The three stories are representative for many others. Reporting them all would bore me and also reek of boastfulness. Now, caution, okay? That's the story one is quite, uh, well, um, how can I say? You listen, okay? Story one. A butcher apprentice comes to my bed in which I'm sleeping. I am seven years old and it is just beginning to dawn. He wakes me up roughly and undresses me, neatly folds my nightshirt and, and puts, puts it on the bedside table. Then he takes my hand and leads me down the stairs to the tiled hallway on, on the first floor. We pass the door to the sitting room on the left, then the door to the kitchen beside it. It is open and Hansi the Bambi looks at me sadly. Then we pass the door to the freezer on the right. The tiles are cold on my naked feet. The butcher holds my hand more tightly as he opens the door to the meat processing room and now pulls me into it roughly. Then we turn left to the butchery. Sonner is there. He looks at me uh, expressionless. I, I know that he will do with me what he did with the animals before. He has the bold killer in his hand, 
end, a steel cylinder which can be separated into an upper and lower part by turning and unscrewing it. The upper part contains a long pointed steel bolt with a spring holding it back. Behind the bolt is a chamber for a blank cartridge. The lower part contains the firing pin with another spring and the trigger. Sonner puts the cartridge into the upper part, screws on the lower part which cocks the firing mechanism. He puts the bolt killer on my forehead. Boom! And then I disappear for a while. Now I'm back and look, at the, look down on my body, whose legs thresh around for a while and then are still. The apprentice fetches a stainless steel bowl, puts it under my throat and then cuts it. He lets me bleed out and then cuts off my head. He lifts the bowl, drinks from it and smacks his lips. He cuts my pecker and balls off and throws them into a trash bin. Then he cuts my torso from neck stump to between my legs and takes out my intestines. He lifts my body up by its feet and hangs it upside down on two hooks who pierce my feet behind the Achilles tendons. Then he takes an axe and cleaves my body into two parts along my spine. End of the story. How did it make you feel? Guess how it made me feel when I dreamt it again and again? I did not want to fall asleep anymore. Fought asleep off for a while, fell asleep and then the nightmare again and again and again. This went on for quite a while. One day I had enough. I sat down and talked to myself. Booby, what is the real problem with this nightmare? It took me some time until I found the answer. You do not know that it is a dream when you are, when you are in it. Then another question. How can you tell that it is a dream when you are in it? Again, some time passed, then. When you have this experience, then you tell yourself, I'm dreaming now because in reality people are not butchered this way. Now you know that you are dreaming and can open your eyes. This worked beautifully. I had the experience again. In it I said, you are dreaming now. If it goes on your nerves, you can open your eyes. The nightmare was conquered after just a few eye openings. It disappeared. However, it determined my life. When I heard that a great many people did not have the opportunity to open their eyes and wake up from their nightmare because it was reality, it was over between Germany and me. That is why I studied at the American universities and then emigrated to the USA. However, there I discovered that there once was a different Germany, at least a part of it, where such atrocities would have been unthinkable. The Prussia of Frederick the Great and Bismarck, 
By reading their books, I had the same feeling I once had uh, with Sigmund Freud. Hello, friends. Nice to meet you. I'm so, so glad you existed. This gives me some hope for humanity. People laughed when I spoke that I based my therapy on logic. Logic is superficial. It does not reach deep. You need theories of psychotherapy, which go deeper and touch your emotions. My answer was, it depends on your logic. But let me ask you this, what do you know about logic? Of course, nothing. You never touched it. I did not say that, however. Believe me, the Christ logic goes very deep. Now we can go to story two. Each spring, around March or April, I had a funny feeling in my throat. I knew, knew what was coming. After a while, sore throat, then pain and pus in it, unable to speak, patients cancelled, antibiotics, and that for three or four weeks. Each spring, the same procedure, over and over again. I thought it was inevitable. One spring, however, I had enough. A patient had cancelled. I was sitting in my treatment room, my desk on the right, on my left, many books, behind them Anna Freud's large portrait as a young woman, and below that, the repaired knight who had died with her. So, again there, it was the feeling. I knew it so well because I had had it for so many years. Not again, I thought. So I closed my eyes, emptied my head completely. I'm not there anymore, only the feeling is. I just look at it and get the feeling for it. No intentions to attack or make it go away. Pure observation. Then something unexpected happens. Click at the seat of the feeling in my throat. A white disk of light appears, as if someone had switched on a spotlight. I'm really surprised. What the heck is happening? The light is stationary for some time, then, surprise again, starts slowly moving upward to my left ear. Stays there for a while, moves down towards where it had been before, goes farther down into the upper part of my chest, moves slowly across it to the right, goes up into my throat again, becomes stationary, stays on for a while, and then click, disappears. I knew one thing immediately. I will never have strep throat again. And so it was. What happened? I'm just guessing. Something in me had scanned the parts affected and then administered a treatment which no human doctor could ever do. Story 3 I had a young woman, age 21, for a client. She was stuck. She fails in college and everywhere. If you have a toy robot marching around and around, then over time it gets slower and slower until it finally stops. 
the battery is empty. That feeling I had with her, her battery is empty. Another picture is the following. You have a sickly flower which is molting, hanging its leaves, its stem, flexed and bending. So I start nurturing the flower. Slowly it comes back to life again. The leaves and the stem are not limp anymore. They have taken up water and nutrients. They stretch and laugh. The girl reports that she had been anorexic since she was 10. She had not eaten much, had stopped sexual development. Only recently she had started eating again and gaining weight. But she still did not enjoy food too much at first, slowly enjoying it more since she saw me. So we continued to talk. One day she tells me, my medical doctor is quite excited about something, but does not tell me about what. He asks for your telephone number. So the doctor calls me and says, please do not believe that I'm crazy. I doubted myself too, but I checked and checked. We take two, we take two automatic measurements at the beginning of each visit, weight and height. With your patient, we had the most unusual experience. She grew about 10 centimeters during the last couple of months. She's 21. People do not grow so much anymore at this age. Do we have an explanation? I answered, well, explanations are easy to come by. The question is whether they are right. So let me fantasize. You know that she had anorexia nervosa, a fasting addiction for 10 years, which stopped her biopsychological development. She did not want to grow up and have the life of her parents. This suggests the following idea. You guys, doctors, are used to measure time like physicists, namely by the vibrations of some pendulum, mechanical or atomic. Tick-tack, tick-tack, on it goes. Ten years of physical time go by. However, no biopsychological time passes. That clock was halted by the girl. Now, she gave the pendulum a kick and the biopsychological time passes. She grows again. Okay, these are my three cases, which, which might give you a hint what might happen if we switch on our guardians. I hug you all and wish you all to have a great life. Goodbye, Gerhard.